You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. Are smartphones making our brains lazy? It's a common concern about the devices and their handy memory tools, but Australian researchers say these applications are more helpful than harmful. I'm joined by Dr. Dana Wong, Senior Lecturer in Clinical Neuropsychology at Monash University, to discuss a study into the impact of smartphone aids on a person's memory. Thank you for joining me, Dana. Thank you for having me. You surveyed people who haven't have not experienced traumatic brain injury or stroke. How did you assess whether the use of memory apps like calendars have a negative impact on on a person's memory? Sure. So um, we did a range of things in our across two studies um, where we were, as you say, asking people with traumatic brain injury in one study and stroke in another study um, about their use of smartphones. And um, we compared them with a comparison group uh, matched on age and education. Um, And so we were interested to know how people were using smartphones, what they were using them for, and also how their smartphone use related to their performance on various memory tests. So that was how we looked specifically at whether smartphone use was associated with uh, memory ability. You said some traumatic brain injury and and stroke survivors fear that using memory aids may make their memory abilities worse in the same way that using a wheelchair may may make leg muscles weaker. Based on the study's findings, what what would you like people who have experienced brain injury to, to know about using these tools? Yeah, so as you say, that is a common concern that a lot of people that I work with um, express that, you know, using smartphones is a bit like um, cheating or, you know, it's going to make their memory lazy. Um, But in fact, the results of our research, along with other researchers as well, um, don't support that notion. Um, We found that the use of um, apps as memory aids was um, completely helpful for people with uh, traumatic brain injury and stroke and that it wasn't associated with poorer performance on memory tests at all. So um, it wasn't the case that, uh, you know, by using a memory aid, it was making their memory worse or, or more lazy in any way. Um, contrary to that, we found that people with stroke, for example, um, were uh, those who used more memory aids on their phone were actually more productive. So we measured that by um, looking at their participation in work activities, in volunteer activities and in study activities. And yeah, we found that people who used uh, memory apps on their phone more often were more productive in their day-to-day life. So it seems to me that um, you know there's only uh, positive things that are coming out from our research about the use of memory aids and their impact on people's daily life. The participants with with traumatic brain injury or stroke even said that of all the ways they use their smartphone, the most beneficial is aiding their memory. So, so why are, are smartphone memory aids so helpful, particularly compared to other options such as, you know, notepads or post-its? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so there's a few reasons why smartphones are quite handy. One is that they're very portable. So most people um, who have a phone uh, take it with them everywhere. So um, whenever you need to be reminded of something, you can just um, get it out of your pocket or your bag and it's, it's right there and you're able to check what you need um, rather than, say, something like a bulky diary or a wall calendar or a notepad, which might be too big and bulky to take around with you everywhere. So that's one big advantage is the portability. Another big advantage is that there are multiple apps in the one device. 
So um, usually if you're not using a phone, you might need to use a diary for one thing or an alarm for another thing or other kinds of reminders for different purposes. Um, but in, in your phone, you've got a whole range of different apps that you can use to help remember things, um, including your camera, which you can take photos of things that you would like to remember. Um, you've got your GPS to help guide you um, to places that you need to remember to, where to go. Um, and, of course, calendars and, and alarms. So all those things together make um, it a very useful device. Um, and then finally, one thing that um, has been shown to be particularly useful for people with memory difficulties is um, the use of time-dependent reminders. So what I mean by that is um, being able to set an alarm or an alert that tells you at the time that you need to remember something. And that differs from, say, a diary where you have to remember to check it. Um, so if you have an appointment um, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you need to um, both check it that morning and, and later in the day to remember that you have that appointment. Whereas if you enter that appointment in your calendar with an alert, it's going to uh, remind you at the time that you need to leave. So that's been shown to um, help people be able to remember things much more effectively. What barriers might, might there be to people with brain injury using these apps and, and how can they be overcome? Yeah, so um, we found a few things that might be barriers to um, people with a brain injury uh, using smartphones. Um, we did find that people who are older um, tend to use smartphones less often um, and, so that, and that's been found in a range of other studies as well, not just ours. Um, and it's probably not surprising that um, pe older people who are less familiar with technology might be you know, less willing to try out a new device or be a bit um, uh, frightened by the, the notion of this new technology. Mm -hmm. um, but um, so I guess the implications of that finding are that you know, older adults who might benefit from um, apps on smartphones um, might need to get extra support in learning how to use them. Um, and that's something that we're looking at in a research study that we're planning right now is how to best teach people who are perhaps less confident with technology um, how to use it most effectively. Um, so that's, yeah, the older age is one thing. Another thing is that um, for people with stroke who have motor difficulties, so particularly fine motor problems where they might have difficulties coordinating with their hands, they tended to use um, memory apps less often too. Again, that's understandable because often you need to be able to press a number of buttons and type on small keypads, et cetera, to, to be able to use um, some of these apps. So um, for people with uh, fine motor difficulties associated with um, a stroke or a brain injury, um, there might be other options that would suit better. So some people prefer to use an iPad or a tablet, which is a bit bigger. Or for some people, you might need to um, modify the way the smartphone looks, so make the font size larger, for example, and the text larger, or um, focus on apps that uh, voice controlled a bit more. So, for example, voice memos are a good one for people who um, don't like to type their notes as much. Um, instead, you can record yourself saying something to remind yourself. So um, there are a few options for getting around uh, people who have a bit more difficulty with the manipulation of the phone. And then finally, some people, particularly people with um, a more significant memory impairment, might find um, it difficult to learn new apps. So new apps can be you know, quite complicated. Um, some of them are fairly straightforward, but others are a bit more difficult and involved to learn. So again, um, I think with, in that situation, it needs to be really careful about how you um, teach somebody to use a new app. Um, and again, that's something that we're looking at in our research. What's the best way of teaching 
somebody who has memory difficulties how to learn a, a new app. Well, I'll be sure to keep an eye out for that upcoming study. Thank you for joining me, Dana. Thank you for having me.